We would like to welcome everyone to St. Timothy Church and specifically to the 15th annual Blue Mass. The Blue Mass is our annual opportunity to recognize and honor you, the women and men who protect and serve as first responders in law enforcement, firefighting, and emergency medical services to those in great need. We gather today to thank you. We raise you up to God in prayer, regardless of your particular religious beliefs, so that we might ask Almighty God to watch over you and to care for you, to protect you the way a father watches over and cares for and protects his children. At its core, the Blue Mass is a celebration of faith, a faith that is often tested by the darker side of human life. Fortunately, our faith also firmly assures us that God saves us from the darkness of the world. As John's Gospel reminds us, greater love than this no one has than to lay down his life for his friends. Today we remember and honor our fallen brothers and sisters whose memories we honor today. Those who paid and laid down their lives with the ultimate loving sacrifice. We pray for them and their families, but we also pray for you, the living, that none of you will ever have to make that ultimate sacrifice in the service that you render. St. Timothy Church and the St. Timothy Knights of Columbus are very pleased to continue the tradition of the Blue Mass in the Diocese of Columbus. Let us all now join together to honor our police, firefighters, emergency medical services, and all first responders, to ask for God's blessing, to keep them safe, and to guide them in their duties.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. And with, and with your spirit. My brothers and sisters in Christ, I welcome you all to St. Timothy Church as this evening we celebrate and offer this Blue Mass. We welcome in a special way our policemen, firefighters, and first responders, grateful for their service. Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary Ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. Let us pray. O God of peace, who are peace itself, and whom a spirit of discord cannot grasp, nor a violent mind receive, grant that those who are one in heart may persevere in what is good, and that those in conflict may forget evil and so be healed. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Brothers and sisters, I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake, and in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ on behalf of his body, which is the church, of which I am a minister, in accordance with God's stewardship given to me to bring to completion for you the word of God, the mystery hidden from ages and from generations past. But now it has been manifested to his holy ones, to whom God chose to make known the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. It is Christ in you, the hope for glory. It is he whom we proclaim, admonishing everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. For this I labor and struggle, in accord with the exercise of his power working within me. For I want you to know how great a struggle I am having for you, and for those in Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged as they are brought together in love, to have all the richness of assured understanding, for the knowledge of the mystery of God, Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. On a certain Sabbath, Jesus went into the synagogue and taught. And there was a man there whose right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him closely to see if he would cure on the Sabbath so that they might discover a reason to accuse him. But he realized their intentions and said to the man who, with the withered hand, come up and stand before me. And he rose and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than to do evil? That to, rather than to do evil, to save life rather than to destroy it. Look, look at looking around at them all, he asked them, stretch out your hand. And he said, and his hand was restored. But they came away enraged and discussed together what they might do to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
that I'm very happy to be with you as we celebrate this Blue Mass. My first pastor always used to tell me, no good deed goes unpunished. And certainly in our gospel, that is the case. Jesus has been engaged in a kind of a debate with the scribes and Pharisees. Yesterday they accused him and his disciples of doing work on the Sabbath, or day before Saturday morning in the readings, doing work on the Sabbath because they were hungry and they were going through the fields of grain, rubbing the grain in their hands and eating. That constituted work on a Sabbath day. But Jesus showed that even David and his men, they went into the temple and they did that which was generally speaking unlawful and they ate the holy bread because they were hungry and that he was Lord even of the Sabbath. Today, Jesus wants to do great good. There's a man with a withered hand, he's crippled. And of course, disability in those days was a far greater stigma than in our day. And it also usually meant that one could not work. One could not be regularly with one's family. One was reduced to poverty. And Jesus saw an opportunity to do his Father's work, the work of bringing healing and mercy, of restoring life and health. And so he acted with compassion. He did good on the Sabbath. But for this, the scribes and Pharisees took Jesus to task. You did work on the Sabbath. They themselves, of course, were doing evil work on the Sabbath. They were plotting to trap Jesus. They had their own interpretation, a very narrow interpretation of the law. And they couldn't understand why the law existed. It existed to teach the people, little by little, how to love more. Jesus poses a ridiculous question to them about whether or not it's permitted to do good on the Sabbath. And of course, he gets no answer because they know very well why God has made the Sabbath, for us to rest, to, for us to be restored. And that is precisely what Jesus is doing for the man with the withered hand. But it's from that moment then that they plot in earnest to kill him. It's interesting, the call of the fishermen was only in chapter 5 of St. Luke's Gospel, and here we are only at the start of chapter 6, and they're already plotting to kill him. No good deed goes unpunished. Jesus went about preaching good tidings, glad tidings to the poor, healing the sick, casting out demons, forgiving, and forgiving even his enemies. And for this, they want to put him to death. Sometimes our actions are not understood. We want to do good every day. We want to protect and serve. We want to lay down our lives for our friends in humble service. And lots and lots of people are grateful. I'm grateful for the service of our first responders, right? But all the priests here could tell you, lots of people, lots of times we're always trying to serve, and we give Lots of homilies, lots of sermons, and everybody will say, nice homily, Father, nice homily, Father, nice homily, Father, and then there'll be that person, Father, can I have a word with you for a minute? And what you remember is the complaint. You remember the severity. And sometimes you lose perspective of the gratitude and of the great good that is done. To each and every one of you who serve the people of Columbus and beyond, let me, on behalf of a grateful diocese, say thank you. Let me also invite you 
to have perspective. Even if your actions are misunderstood, even if they are not always appreciated, you're still doing the right thing. You're still trying to provide people with security. We heard Psalm 62 as our responsorial psalm uh, about resting in God. Our souls find rest in God. But another translation of that is, my strength and my security is in the Lord. That's where we find rest, knowing that He is our strength. St. Paul speaks of this in our first reading from the letter to the Colossians. He has to suffer a lot too. I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. In my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ on behalf of his body, which is the church. Every person here suffers in some way. Some of us suffer from physical illness. Some of us suffer from the misery of sin. Some people suffer from being misunderstood. Physical sufferings are also a type of suffering when you have to work long shifts or be away from your family. For your family members, it's also a suffering, if you will, to not have you close to them. Or that anxiety that comes wondering, will my spouse return home today? There is a kind of a tension there, and it's one with which we live, these types of sufferings. But St. Paul, despite the sufferings that he would have to endure, the beatings, the shipwreck, the scourging, all those sorts of things, being treated as the scum of the earth, the last at the end of the line, he carried out his mission. Why? St. Paul writes, It has been manifested to his holy ones to whom God chose to make known the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. It is Christ in you, the hope for glory. Elsewhere, St. Paul will say, It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I speak no longer of myself, but of Jesus Christ and him crucified. But think about that. It is Christ in you, the hope for glory. When you carry out your task of protecting and serving, when you go into work, do you recognize Christ at work in you? In your words, in the way you treat the citizens whom you serve, is there understanding and compassion? And is it the understanding and compassion of Christ? in our dutifulness, in our fidelity, in our work ethic? Is it Christ in you? Because if Christ is at work in you, then other people around you begin to see the hope of glory, the hope of something better than what this world has offered up until now. St. Paul says of Christ, it is he whom we proclaim admonishing everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone perfect in Christ. Is it, in fact, Christ whom I proclaim with my words and deeds? When I go back to my family, is it Christ whom I bring to them? Even Christ who is tired and had to go away to a quiet place to rest. Or Christ, who said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. Christ, who sometimes looked at his disciples. What are you thinking of? But who never gave up on them. Christ, who could give a glance to Simon Peter after his threefold denial and still love him. He said, this is the Christ whom we proclaim, and no other. 
This is the gospel we proclaim, and no other. There is no greater love than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus said to his disciples, you are my friends if you do what I command you, love one another. Jesus gave his disciples an example by humbly washing their feet and by ultimately laying down his life for them on the cross. For this I labor and struggle in accord with the exercise of his power working within me. There is power and there is authority, but both are given to us for service. St. Paul understood this acutely. The same should, we should think about when we go to work or when we go home to our children or our spouse. How do I use this power, this authority? And really, what is the true power? Because some people would think that military weapons and guns are the true power. Some people would think that might always makes right. But we are Christians. We do not believe that for one minute. Some people think we can use the power of terror and terrorism to achieve our ends. And certainly, on this date in 2001, our world changed forever. A new threat of terrorism, a war in Iraq, a war in Afghanistan, continuing war in Syria, war in Ukraine. But where does it get us? And we could think of it on the global stage, but we could think about it in our streets. Gun violence, drug violence, domestic violence at home. What is the solution? What is the answer? What is the power? It is the power of love. This is the world's true power, the power that actually changes hearts. But that power has a name. And he was not born in wealth, but in poverty. He came not to terrorize us, but to win us over with his love and gentleness. This is the Christ whom we proclaim, so that hearts may be encouraged, brought together in love, to have all the richness of assured understanding for the knowledge of the mystery of Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Indeed, when we refer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and invocation in that litany is, Sacred Heart of Jesus, Heart of Jesus, in which are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It is a heart that knows how to love. Jesus' heart was moved com with compassion for the man with the withered hand, and so he healed him and made him whole. Jesus has compassion upon us and can heal us and make us whole. But then restored, by the power of his compassion, by the power of his love, we must ask, what is my responsibility? It is to proclaim Christ, our hope, the world's hope for glory, the world's only hope for peace. Let us pray with earnest that Christ may be with us and that he may give us the gift of peace.
Now, with great confidence, let us stand and offer our prayers and petitions to our Heavenly Father, praying for the Church, the world, and all those in need. For our brothers and sisters in need, that they may recognize that we may recognize your need and generously save them. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all first responders who are called to special service for God's people in their hour of need, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the first responders' families, may they, their commitment and support never waver. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For peace among our nations, that God may rid the world of violence. Let us serve him in freedom. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our brothers and services in the armed services, that they, that God may watch over them and protect them. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died, especially all the first responders who died during the past year, that those who mourn them will be comforted in their grief. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Generous and loving God, from the very beginning you have shown yourself to be a merciful and gracious God, slow to anger and steadfast in love and faithfulness. Help us to imitate your abiding compassion by our willingness to forgive all those who hurt us. Kindly give us those graces whereby we willingly seek to be reconciled with all those who have caused us pain. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May the saving sacrifice of your Son, the King of Peace, offered under sacramental signs that signify peace and unity. Strengthen, we pray, O Lord, concord among all your children. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God, through Christ our Lord. His death we celebrate in love. His resurrection we confess with living faith. And his coming in glory we await with unwavering hope. And so with all the angels and saints, we praise you as without end we acclaim. Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. 
Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with Saint Michael, Saint Florian, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, your servant Francis our Pope and Earl our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom we bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen, amen, amen. At the Savior's command and form by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us share with each other a sign of peace.
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, Lord I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
We will now hear from Father Joseph T. Yoakum, Chaplain, Franklin County Sheriff's Office. <clears throat> uh, Father Yoakum also serves as currently as the pastor at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Grove City. He can also be found on Instagram at Father Joe Yo. Please remain seated. Please stand. Let us pray. Bestow on us, we pray, O Lord, the spirit of charity, so that, sustained by the body and blood of your only begotten Son, we may be effective in nurturing among all the peace that he has left us, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Since we're in a Catholic church, we can now say, please be seated. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. It's a blessing to be here, Your Excellency, Father Oaks, Father Conley. Uh, it's a beautiful opportunity for us to be here uh, together. Uh, so as you heard, I'm pastor of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. I'm also chaplain for Franklin County Sheriff, assigned uh, to the patrol division under Chief Gilbert, who is with us today. So thank you, Chief, uh, uh, for being with us as we celebrate this Blue Mass. The blood of the first responder flows deep um, in, my, in my soul. Uh, my great-grandfather, uh, James Cavity, and his brother, Michael, were the first uh, police chiefs of London, Ohio, uh, and the police department there, but also uh, they served as the city's first fire chiefs as well. My cousin, John Riley, a firefighter in London, Ohio, uh, in 1929 ran into a burning building to save a young family from their house before it fell upon them. Unfortunately, he didn't make it out of that fire. He lost his life and today is memorialized at the National Firefighters Memorial in Emmitsburg, Maryland. He was inducted in the National Firefighters Memorial back in the year of COVID in 2020. My brother also serves as an auxiliary officer for West Jefferson Police Department. Since being a chaplain or having a chaplain in parish life, um, I get a lot of questions about what it's like serving as a first responder to first responders. I'm often asked, what do you actually do as a law enforcement chaplain? You go and visit all of the prisoners at the Pike, right? That's what you do, Father. Well, it's far from that at all. Quite frankly, my role as a chaplain in law enforcement is to be another advocate. My primary job as a law enforcement chaplain is to minister to our deputies and their families. Sometimes my job is on the scene as crowd control so officers can do their job more effectively, which happened just two weeks ago at a drowning in Orion, Ohio. I make death notifications with our deputies. As a patrol chaplain, I get to ride along in patrol vehicles, vest up, and I also even show up at sobriety checkpoints, as some of my parishioners who on this past St. Patrick's Day, I was the one shining the light in their eyes. Anyway, Wherever there is a deputy, there is also the chaplain. And so why is law enforcement chaplaincy so important? The chaplain's call is to minister to the officer and their families as Jesus ministered to the centurion and his family. 
We are called to minister to the four pillars of their lives, the physical, the mental, the emotional, the social, and the spiritual. It's our responsibility to be an advocate for our first responders, to stand in the gap for those who stand in the gap between good and evil every day. Each year, we lose 250 to 300 law enforcement officers to line-of-duty deaths here in the United States, and that number is doubled when it comes to the number of officers that die by suicide each year. The portrait of this tragedy even gets darker. Police officers are killed not just in the heat of the moment as a desperate by a desperate fugitive, but increasingly police officers are the victims of planned ambushes as we have witnessed in our country. We live in dangerous times. First responders and their families need support as they put on that uniform and vest and jump in their vehicles day after day. In Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 30, we hear, I looked for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so that I would not have to destroy it, but I found none. The nation of Israel had fallen into patterns of lawlessness and violence. The weakest members of ancient Israel's society, the widows, the orphans, and the strangers in the land, were being victimized by the strongest and the most violent. And God could find no one to stand in the gap for his people. And sadly, because God could not find someone to stand in the gap, God's people found themselves in exile in a strange land. Now I know that the United States is not Israel and conditions aren't quite the same as they were then, but it seems to me we find ourselves in a similar situation that exists in our country today. Someone needs to stand in the gap to protect our nation and our communities. Someone needs to defend the weakest and the most vulnerable in the land and also to restrain the strongest. Someone needs to put their person between those who would do evil and those who might become their, e their victim. In Israel, 2,700 years ago, God said he couldn't find anyone to stand in the gap. But today, in 2023, we do have individuals. We have those men and women who serve in the military as police officers. We have firefighters and paramedics EMTs and dispatchers, corrections officers, and the list goes on. Those who are willing to put on the badge day after day and stand in the gap. To stand in the gap means to expose oneself for the protection of something else, to make defense against any assailing danger, and take the place of a fallen defender or a supporter. And that's what our first responders do day after day. You expose yourselves, making yourself vulnerable to danger for our protection. Those of you who serve as a first responder in our community are on the front line of our defense that we have against evil and lawlessness in our communities. You stand between us and them, between safety and chaos, between peace and anarchy. You are the reason that we can go to bed at night confident that trained and dedicated first responders are patrolling our streets while we sleep. You do the work that we could not do in places where we would not want to go with courage that we do not possess. You stand in the gap for that for us 
and we are grateful. I am awed day by day by the professionalism and restraint and self-control exercised by our first responders throughout our community. They deal with the worst of our citizens in the most dangerous of situations with the least amount of violence as possible. And they do this day in and day out, week after week and year after year for too little pay and even less appreciation. No one could possibly do what you do day after day. And to the families and descendants of those officers who put their lives between us and danger, our hearts go out to you today. Our loss as a community and a nation is immense every time a first responder goes down, but the family's loss is immeasurable, and know that you will always be in our prayers. While our debt to our first responders can never be repaid, we can express our profound appreciation for your courage and your example by supporting you in opportunities like the Blue Mass. And until that day comes when the pr Prince of Peace rules unchallenged in his creation and evil is vanquished, when oppressors are bound and the meek inherit the earth, God is still looking for those who will stand in the gap, who will put their lives between evil and the innocent, those who will, in the words of Joshua, be strong and of good courage. And until that day, we need those who will stand in the gap, who will build the wall, who will save the nation. And so we honor you today, you who stand in the gap day after day, and we remember those who gave their lives, those who gave their lives in protection of our community to protect the citizens, and we thank you. We salute you, and we stand with you always. Thank you for what you do. And God bless us, and God bless the United States. We ask that you now please stand for a reading of the names of first responders who have died in the line of duty during the last year. A reading of the names of the first responders who have died in the line of duty during the last year. Each year we lose hundreds of officers to line of duty deaths nationwide. We know that each officer's death causes a rippling effect of trauma and grief through families, through agencies, and through our communities. We also know that there are critical incidents every day in America in which our firefighters and police officers witness tragedy or engage suspects in battles for their lives. Today we honor these brave souls for paying the ultimate sacrifice, and we remember them forever. The following Ohio heroes who lost their lives within the last year will now be recognized and never be forgotten. Firefighter Johnny Tetrick, Cleveland Division of Fire, end of watch, November 19th, 
2022. Firefighter Charles D. Swank, Washington Township Fire Department, end of watch, December 8, 2022. Deputy Daniel J. Kinn, Wyandotte County Sheriff's Office, end of watch, December 15, 2022. Firefighter Tracy L. Leach, Kettering Fire Department, end of watch, December 24th, 2022. Firefighter Kevin Daly, Middleport Fire Department, end of watch, January 24th, 2023. Assistant Chief Jared F. Kammeyer, Noble Township Fire Department, end of watch, February 14th, 2023. Officer Timothy J. Unwin III, Springfield Township Police Department, end of watch, March 31, 2023. Deputy Marcus L. Zeigler, Hamilton County Sheriff's Office, end of watch, May 26, 2023. Firefighter William J. McHale, Vermilion Township Fire and Rescue, end of watch, June 10th, 2023. Chief Hale M. Hanencraft, South Richland Fire Department, end of watch, June 27th, 2023. We would also like to recognize the family of medic, medevac pilot Scott Jeffers Walton, whose mother is here uh, with us today. He died in a plane crash earlier this year when the air ambulance plane he was flying for care flight went down while transporting a patient from Nevada to Utah. May his soul and the souls of all of our fallen Ohio heroes rest in peace. Amen. Please be seated as we hear from the Columbus Police and Fire Department pipes and drums with a rendition of Amazing Grace.
Thank you, Bishop Fernandez, for celebrating the Eucharist with us on this important occasion to honor our first responders, those responders that have lost their lives this year, especially also to remember those who lost their lives in 9-11-01. I'd like to invite all of you to refreshments in the cafeteria, straight out the door and to the right, uh, immediately after Mass. And then those of you that would like to follow us down, we're going to take a, a few pictures outside. Um, you're welcome to join us uh, at the end of the procession to come outside. I, too, echo uh, Father Oak's uh, remarks. We're very grateful to all of you for your service. And I want to thank uh, Father Conley, Father Yoakum for their service uh, as chaplains to our first responders, and Father Oaks and the people of St. Timothy for their kindness and hospitality. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bow down the blessing. May the God of all consolation order your days in his peace and grant you the gifts of his blessing. Amen. May he free you always from every distress and confirm your hearts in his love. Amen. Amen. So that on this life's journey, you may be effective in good works, rich in the gifts of hope, faith, and charity, and may come happily to eternal life. Amen. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God.